you know, I would invite each one of you to ask yourself the question, you know, what, what were your three biggest gifts or ahas from this pandemic, from this year that was unlike any other? Because I know in the midst of the tragedy and the loss and so much devastation, there were also gifts for each one of us, and they're going to be very different. And I've talked about it before, but I think it's a nice way to bring the year home to think about what are those gifts. This podcast is a great example of what one of those gifts was for me. Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Before we begin, I want to share an offering from my soul to yours. If you've achieved traditional success only to realize that you're living someone else's dream, then this will start you on a profound journey toward becoming chief soul officer of your own life, just like I did. I'm gifting you a free chapter from my book, Soulbatical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. It's called Liberating from the Shackles of Should. And if you're ready to, then visit soulbatical.com to download it for free. That's S-O-U-L-B-B-A-T-I-C-A-L dot com. Warning, side effects include intense joy and fulfillment. Hello and welcome back, my fellow rebel souls. This is your the OG rebel soul and your host, Shelly. We made it, you guys. It's the end of 2020. You're listening to this right before the new year or the dawn of the new year. And I'm excited. It's my final episode of the year. It's my final soul episode. And I thought long and hard about what I want to share on this because I really, I'm, I'm, I'm believing that there's so much good to come in 2021. Vaccines are real. They're on the horizon. They're already being distributed the world will slowly start to open up again. And I want all of us to be creating our best year ever. So I want to spend some time talking about what that looks like. But before we go there, I want to talk a little bit about where I've been. Because for those of you who follow me on social media, you've noticed that I was absent for quite a while, like six-ish weeks I spent, I didn't intend to go completely absent and, or just completely dark. I went to the Modern Elder Academy, which those of you who get my newsletter have heard me talk about. Those of you who've listened to the Chip Conley episode of the podcast early on have heard Chip and I talk about. He's one of the co-founders. It's in Baja, Mexico in a little town called El Pescadero, about an hour north of Cabo. It's where you fly in and nothing like Cabo. Super chill of the earth, kind of rural farming village, desert meets the ocean. 
a surfer haven and the energy there is spectacular. I just felt like I was vibrating on a different level to bring a little woo into it. It was a special place. I honestly, for me, second only to the energy and the, yeah, the energy that I felt in New Zealand. And for those of you who know me, who've read my book, you know that New Zealand holds a very special place in my soul. It feels like my spirit land. And the Baja felt very similar to me, just you know, geographically and, and everything very, very different, but energetically very similar. And the way it just resonated with me and my soul, and I just felt at home. So this Modern Elder Academy I ended up spending four weeks there, an entire month. Chip set it up with his co-founders, Christine and Jeff, as the world's first midlife wisdom school. And he and I talk about it in the episodes. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it. It's, he's, he's like my soul brother and has become one of my absolute favorite people and is a huge champion of my work. And they had to pivot. They typically do weekly workshops. You come in on a Sunday, you leave on a Sunday, you do some intensive work around the making of a modern elder or maybe some other work that a guest faculty member brings in. But you're really in it for the week. And because of COVID, it didn't make sense for them to do the workshops the way that they typically did. So they went ahead and pivoted to create sabbatical sessions, inviting people down to spend two weeks or four weeks or six weeks or longer on a more self-guided journey to be able to tap in and to you know be able to do remote work if that's what you choose to do to tap in and out of some of the programming that they have going on lighter programming but Christine and Jeff and Chip are still teaching some guest faculty are still making the journey down there and really to bask in the beauty that is Baja and the community that is the Modern Elder Academy and community and spend time with like-minded souls, spend time on your own work, your own transformation, your own transition. And it was really beautiful. I cannot recommend it enough. I'll make sure that we put a link in the show notes. And there are a few things. I think it nicely sets up what I want to talk about for next year, because there were so many powerful reminders to me in terms of like what I experienced down there, it's a few things. One, just connecting with nature. Chip calls it, I love this, he calls it spying on the divine. How incredible is that? And we would spend time doing that. He would take groups on nature walks. And down there, El Pescadero and the Baja in general is like the desert meets the ocean. And it was just, I think that's where some of the magical energy comes from. It's such a unique setting. And this idea of spying on the divine and letting nature be our teacher made me realize that I don't do that often enough. Just silently walk, whether you're in the city and you go to a park, whether you're in the mountains, by the water, in your neighborhood, Commune with the trees, with your feet in the soil. I get it. It's it's kind of cold some places right now, but I'm still trying to do this and practice this 
at least every other day while I'm back in Chicago. I've made a commitment to do this three times a week, just silently walk outside, walk on a trail, just see what I see. It's really beautiful. It's like, how often do we let ourselves be in awe? Like truly give ourselves permission to be in awe, feel in awe, and learn from what's going on around us. And it was such a beautiful reminder to schedule that time. Give ourselves permission wherever you are. That's where we get ideas and inspiration and also fuel our soul. And I think it was one of the most beautiful reminders that I got. And I have to tell you guys, like what, especially down in the Baja, and there's none of this happening in Chicago. So I just, I can't believe everything I saw and all the messages I was receiving from hawks. I went on this, I probably went on an hour and a half hike by myself over these headlands and rocks and these secret beaches. And it was incredible. I was the only person out there. And these two, actually, maybe there were three or four hawks kept following me. It was like they were guiding me. They just would fly a little bit over me, a little bit ahead of me. I had no idea where I was going and I trusted them. And I looked up the symbolism of hawk afterwards. And I later had another hawk experience when I was with a shaman on the mountaintop which I'll talk about in a second. And it's unbelievable. What hawks symbolize is honesty and clear vision. They are a guide. They say, trust your instincts and your intuition. And had I not really been seeing things through Chip's lens of spying on the divine and learning from nature, I'm not even sure I would have noticed or I would have paused to reflect on what is this trying to tell me? What does this mean? And then I started to see it everywhere. I had another experience with a dragonfly, a good friend of mine who I met down there. She was reading my book, Soulbatical, in one of the pools. She was literally standing in the pool, holding my book up, and a dragonfly just flew to her and nested or rested on the top of the book just sat there, hung out. I'm talking for many minutes, not sort of a, hey, I'm going to drop in and leave, but just hung out while she was reading the book. She got my attention and I got a picture of it. And the dragonfly just sat there. I was on the side of the pool and I was like, I've got to look up what this means. And you're not going to believe this. I have goosebumps just telling you, I'm sharing this story right now. The dragonfly symbolizes change and transformation. Yeah. A dragonfly asks, basically, you know, asks your spirit to soar with your true colors. Uh-huh. Honestly, I was just sitting there. I'm like, that's the whole point and spirit of my book. That's what Sylvatical stands for. And after that moment, we started seeing dragonflies playing everywhere. I don't think I would have even had that awareness. It's so beautiful, symbolizing change and transformation. We're all in stages of change and transformation right now. COVID has upended many of our worlds and it's forcing 
a lot of change. How powerful is that? So think about it. You may not have dragonflies in your particular area, but look around, pay attention, think about these kinds of things. And the last one, I was lucky enough to be in Baja at the time when the sea turtles were nesting and the babies were hatching. I posted in Insta stories one day, these like all of a sudden out of these little holes in the beach, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of little sea turtles start coming out and they have to like swim their way to the ocean. And only a couple ever survive. Usually like 200 to 250 of them hatch. And it's, you know, sort of, the laws of nature that they they hatch so many babies because there's such a low survival rate. You just watch them making their way desperately to the ocean and it's so beautiful. And we were also there at the time when though it was whale breaching season, the whales are heading south. And so we would see whales blowing and breaching and it was just, it felt magical every single time. And then there were the dolphins. And this was a huge reminder to me. The dolphins are my spirit animal. This is what I discovered both in New Zealand and in kind of a shamanic dream ceremony that I did in Santa Fe with my coaching community about a year ago. And yeah, it just reminded me. And dolphins are, this, they symbolize play and joy. And watching them play out in the water, it just was like, oh, hello, Shelly. A reminder to bring more play into your life, to have fun. Like, don't forget to have fun. These guys are showing up to remind you. So those are some of the things I saw that I want to share with you. And yeah, I mean, I'm not seeing anything like that in Chicago, but I'm going to start, you know, walking around. What will I see, especially as we're transitioning into winter here? I want to keep my eyes open. I know there are things for me to learn. And I know there are things for you to learn wherever you are in the world. Take that time. Give yourself permission to learn from nature and spy on the divine, as Chip says. And you guys, there were a few other lessons too that are really setting me up for 2021. You know, one is the need for spaciousness and regular breaks. I don't really think I was living sabbatical this year. And I don't mean because of COVID. Certainly that played a role because I wasn't traveling until I went down to the Baja but I really mean in the sense that I got really busy. I allowed myself to get trapped in busyness again, filling my schedule constantly on Zoom, not planning spaciousness and time for myself and those, and those breaks. And when I got down there, I think that's the reason I went dark for so long. I felt exhausted and I need to fuel myself back up again and you know put my feet in the sand and just chill out. I took about two and a half weeks off from work. I took a lot of time off from social media, a little bit of a digital detox. And it was a really powerful reminder to build space into my calendar going forward, not for travel necessarily, but for me to give me time to, you know, be creative, me time to think, to imagine, to write, to create, to simply be. It's really important. And maybe that resonates with you because you need kind of the same thing. I also got a very clear sign that I'm on the right path with my mission. 
And this is probably the most powerful thing that happened to me. I went, whether, whether or not you believe in, you know, shamans and their ability to read energy and, and all of that stuff, I do. And I decided to go with the resident shaman. His name is Saul to this mountaintop that he takes his, his people to. You go up there before sunrise and you are sitting on this mountaintop, literally just looking at the ocean, listening to the sea lions, seeing the whales and the sun is rising above the mountains to the east. And it is, it is a truly spiritual experience. And then he's reading your energy and you're having a conversation and Saul didn't know me from, you know, a cactus, and he, through everything he told me, he read my energy as fertility and abundance and encouraged me to keep planting the seeds that I'm planting. And the conversation went on and on. And I later, after I understood what he was talking about, it landed so deep with, deeply with me. It brought tears to my eyes. And I was like, oh my God, he's talking about my mission to liberate a billion souls. I'm on the right path keep planting those seeds, keep taking those steps forward, keep putting my work out in the world, even when it feels tough, even when it feels like I'm not making a difference. And I told him later what I do and the mission that I'm on. And I gave him an inscribed copy of my book. And he was really moved. And he said, yeah, this is it. This is exactly what I was talking about. I can see it now. And so I'm coming to you today feeling really lit up from that experience, knowing that I'm on the right path, which tees me up for, just empowers me for what I want to create in 2021 and beyond and how I want to show up in the world. The last thing that I want to share with you guys before we talk about creating our best year ever is I also got a swift kick in the ass that it's my time to teach. Chip and I had had a conversation prior to going down there, and I knew he wanted to talk to me about becoming guest faculty, teaching a couple times a year down there, which I was super excited about. And the whole idea was that I would go down there, I would experience their teaching, get immersed in what they what they create and their way of teaching, and then we would have a conversation about what it would look like for future seasons. And then one evening, I think it was a Sunday, I was standing next to Chip beside Justin Michael Williams, who I'm going to put a link to his website in the show notes because he is such a rock star. He is a powerful, he's, he's, he has a new book called Stay Woke. Um, and it's all about like, you know, how the real, the, those, the rest of us meditate. He's very real in talking about meditation and transformation in your life and making it super accessible and helping us understand that meditation is simply about listening to the messages that are being delivered to us. And I've started to get deeper into his work and just ordered his book, which I'm going to read over the holidays. So yeah, really powerful. So anyway, Justin and I were standing there and Chip taps us on the shoulders and says, hey, I need to talk to you guys about what you're teaching. Justin looks at me and he says, oh, I didn't know you were teaching. He said, yeah, next year. And Chip said, oh, no, actually, next week. And I was like, what? And Justin's like, that's awesome, because he was going to be around the week following his week of teaching. 
And so that was the universe delivering me a swift kick in the ass to say, no, you know what? It's not a maybe. It's not a next year thing. Chip was like, I trust you. I believe in you. You know your content. You have a whole book. All you have to do is teach Tuesday and Thursday. We got the rest. Go for it. Have fun. You're in a safe environment. And I did, and I loved it. And so it was a reinforcement. You know, I taught the principles of what it means to be successful. So many of the things you guys have, you know, you've read in my book, you've heard me talk about, but this idea of success and fulfillment, of doing success on our terms and rewriting that script and how authenticity, courage, and purpose play a role in it. And so if you haven't heard me talk about this or you haven't read the book, it's a really good time to do it prior to going into next year because it's a guide and a bit of a workbook to help you think about what you want to create and how you can live the most authentic, courageous, and purposeful life. And so I started teaching that and it felt liberating. And it reminded me that I'm I'm in this real transition in my life and my business. I am being called to step onto bigger stages and break out of, you know, one-on-one coaching to do more one-to-many with workshops and trainings and bring, bringing Soulbatical into corporations and teaching and many different environments, you know, at MEA and beyond. And so that was like all of this combined with, you know, a reminder of the power of community, being in community for that four weeks was like, wow, I didn't realize how much I was missing community and how I really need to make sure that's a part of my life, virtually, in person, whatever. And, you know, I've been talking about creating a community for all of us rebel souls, and I haven't done that. So I'm sitting with what that might look like. So I give you guys all that as background to say, wow, I I came back with some really powerful ahas. I would encourage any of you, all of you, if you feel called to check out Modern Elder Academy, to spend time in a sabbatical session down there. Chip and I actually, I, I gave everyone who is attending for this whole season a copy of my book. So if you go down there, you get a copy of my book as a result of, as a gift for being a guest, as my gift to help you on your way and through your transition, transformation, whatever it is that you're working on. And no time like the present, right? Coming out of COVID. So here's the thing. I don't, I don't, I know I'm making, I'm making this long and I really wanted to make sure I shared some insights. You know, I I would invite each one of you to ask yourself the question, you know, what, what were your three biggest gifts or ahas from this pandemic, from this year that was unlike any other, because I know in the midst of the tragedy and the loss and so much devastation, there were also gifts for each one of us, and they're going to be very different. And I've talked about it before, but I think it's a nice way to bring the year home to think about what are those gifts. This podcast is a great example of what one of those gifts was for me. I was sitting in my house in the middle of all of this in June, doing tons of media and being a guest on a lot of podcasts. And I suddenly was sitting there with my big old microphone and I was like, why am I not doing this? People keep asking me. And here I am, 30 plus episodes in, 
and about to start a new year. And I want to thank all of you for coming on the journey with me and subscribing to this. And if you haven't subscribed, please do. If you love what you're hearing, and this is a nice little dose of inspiration each Monday, please subscribe and and, and give me a review. I would love it. Reviews are how people find out about this. And it helps you know my podcast get promoted on platforms like Apple and Spotify. So think about what that means for you. And then as you're sitting at the end of the year, looking toward 2021, you know, I invite you, I want to kind of frame it with a Viktor Frankl quote, because I just think, you know, when we think about COVID being, you know, devastating in some sense, and also being the biggest gift some of us could ever get, because it's taught us a lot. Here's the Viktor Frankl quote that I I see as setting up next year. In between stimulus and response is a space. In that space is your power to choose your response. And in your response lies your growth and freedom. Every time I read that, I'm just like, it just gives me, I feel like electricity going through my body. And in your response lies your growth and freedom. So what's our response to this year and everything that's happened going to be that's going to set the stage for our growth and freedom? And I was reflecting, the reason why I said rebelling for our best year ever is I was thinking back to a question that my friend Matt Chavlovich asks all of his clients on their birthday. He says, what if this is your best year yet? What a powerful question. So I'm posing that to all of us, this whole Rebel Souls community saying, what if 2021 is our best year yet, is our best year ever? We can choose our response to 2020. We can choose what we want to create. My coach, Rich Litvin, talks about a created life versus versus a supported or a reported life. A created life versus a reported life. A creative life, created life is that we are creating what we want. We are intentionally moving toward what we want and who we want to be. And we're showing up in the world that way. So I have three prompts for you as you think about what if this is your best year yet, 2021? I would ask you these three things. One, who would you have to be? In essence, how would you show up? What does that look like? Who do you need to be versus what do you need to do? We've talked about the being versus the doing. I think that's really important. What does that look like for you? The second prompt is what would it look like? And get really specific. What would the best year yet look like for you in terms of your work, your passions, your relationships, your finances, your health, your family, on and on. Look at all of those different facets of your life and say, what would it look like for each one of those to be my best year yet? Or maybe just pick a couple. If there are some that really feel like they're calling to you, pick those and focus on those. One thing I'm thinking about right now is this whole idea of, I don't want to be a city girl 12 months a year. 
I want to spend some time in nature, whether it's by the beach, in the country, in the mountains. I want to structure my life in such a way that I have a couple of residences. And that doesn't mean I own multiple places. I'm not that wealthy yet. I'm going to put that intention in the world. I just finished Deepak Chopra's 21 Days of Abundance Meditation. And if you haven't done that, we'll put a link in. I highly recommend it. But seriously, you guys, I so I'm thinking about how do I structure my calendar and my life so that I'm not spending the winter in Chicago, so that I am getting this combination like the the ocean fuels me. That wild feminine force is something I know I want to be closer to. So I want to start to play around with this kind of city country, city coastal. What does that look like? And how do I create the spaciousness in my calendar that I said I wanted? That that sort of aha moment, Chip calls them Baja ahas. So I had this Baja aha around more spaciousness in my life. So I'm working with my online business manager to say, what does it look like for me to create that on my calendar to start blocking that off now before we even get into 2021? And I invite you to do the exact same thing. What does that look like? doesn't necessarily mean taking time off. It might. It might also, we're playing around with the idea of the fourth week of every month. I don't take meetings. I don't take client sessions. The fourth week of every month is for writing and creating and thinking and who knows what. And maybe a couple days of that will be me time. And that's okay too. I'm going to play around with it in Q1 and see what happens. It feels super edgy. I would, she suggested it. I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I'm like, oh no, probably because I had that reaction I want to experiment with that. Feels edgy. That feels like growth. So I'm going to see. I'll report back on what happens. And the third prompt that I offer you is what will you need to stop, start, and continue in order to create this reality, right? Again, a created life. What will you need to stop, start, and continue in order to create this reality. What you just talked about in terms of how you're going to show up, how you want to show up to make this the best year yet, what it looks like very specifically, and then what you want to stop, start, and continue to make that a reality. I'm going to stop. I'm going to, I'm going to create boundaries and, and cushions and buffers in my calendar so I don't busy myself to death like I've been doing. That's one example. And I already carved out April and November to say, I want to be somewhere warm. I want to be working remotely. I want to be taking that time. I'm going to go back to Baja. So it's really fun to play around with this. And lastly, this should lead you to a lot of clarity around your big rocks. Hopefully you come out of this exercise going, I'm so clear on what I want to create, how I want to show up, what that looks like, and the tiny steps of stop, start, continue that I need to take in order to get there. And use that as your blueprint for the best year yet. And that will give you so much clarity. If you haven't already listened to Rebelling for the Big Rocks, one of my Solisode episodes, this might be a good time. 
because this is the time for only tens. What are the things in your life that are a 10 on the one to 10 scale that are must do's and start to shed the sevens, eights, nines, and anything lower than that and get really clear on what those big rocks and those tens are for you. I think that's so powerful. And just yesterday in a coaching session with my coaching community for PC, I was just talking about some of my revelations from the Baja experience and what I want to create going forward. And I was like, I know I'm on my mission. And yet I sometimes struggle with the balance of like choosing mission over money. You know, are, do those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. And how do I protect my energy? Because that is my gift to the world. I've talked about that rebelling for our genius. My genius is my energy that I bring to all of you to lift you up, to inspire you. It's, it's contagious. I know that. And at the same time, if I don't protect my energy, I don't have that to offer. And he came back to me and he said, Shelly, you have three metrics going forward. Check in on these every single week, every month, every quarter. Your three metrics are mission, money, and energy. And I was like, whoo, holy shit. That landed hard. So that's how I'm thinking about my best year yet, my best year yet is that I'm turning those dials and that I'm ensuring that there's a balance between those three things. Because if I'm making a lot of money, but I have no gas in the tank, my energy is completely depleted, I'm not going to have the impact and I'm not going to be serving my mission. So you can see how these start to work together. And I encourage you to, you know, one, answer the prompts that I gave earlier. And then two, say, what are my metrics that I want to check in on every week going forward? That's what's going to help make 2021 your best year yet. And I'm super excited for this community, for all of us to go in with this framework, this perspective, because you know, I, I, I'm not a resolutions person. I've tried that. I pretty much fail most of the time. But this, when I thought about Matt's question, I thought, that's it. That really lights me up. I want to make it my best year yet. And I'm going to have a different definition than you are. So I was inspired by a lot of what happened for me those four weeks in Baja and some of the gifts that were given to me during COVID, this podcast being one of them. And this is definitely one thing I'm moving forward on. This is a part of my mission. And I'm really curious, what's that for you? You can always reach out to me. Send me an email. Find me at Solbatical on Instagram. Send me a DM. Send me an email, Shelly at Solbatical.com. Let's get a conversation. I'm really curious what comes out of this for you and what's going to make 2021 your best year yet and maybe even your best year ever. So you guys, happy holidays, happy new year. I'm going to take a little time off. So I'm not likely coming back to you until towards the end of January of 2021, but I promise I'm coming back. I will be more energized than ever. And I can't wait to continue this journey. I'm so grateful for your support. Thanks for coming along for the ride and for believing in me. And I really, truly hope this is making a huge impact on your life. I love spending this time with each and every one of you. So mwah, a big, big old kiss, COVID safe kiss from me to you. And I'll see you on the other side in 2021. Bye. Hey, Rebel. Thanks for listening. 
If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at Soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for? Rebel.